Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. Well, at the current time of this recording, it is November 2020. Uh, The year 2020 was a year. And as we're coming to the close, I finally decided to bring this podcast to a close. Because now I'm focusing on things like writing and doing research. And it's actually something that's consumed me in a good way. And so it's something that I can stay up to three or four o'clock in the morning and feel, and it doesn't even feel like I stayed up that late. And see, that's the type of mentality I like to be in. So for the month of November, I have about three episodes left. And I want to focus on this particular episode on a question. Usually I talk about employees dealing with the toxic boss or employees dealing with other toxic employees, but I received an email of a supervisor who wants to know how to deal with a toxic employee. And so there are two questions here, basically in this email is number one, how do I protect my staff from this particular individual? This person likes to stir up trouble. And, uh, the, the individual says that this, this person will rile people up, but stop just short of harassment so they can't get fired. And isn't it interesting? That's how that works is that you really can't pin them on anything. You, I almost admire them. I say almost about the amount of brain power that goes into this type of situation that they can create so much chaos, but yet they know how to reel it in sometimes. All right. So question number one, how do I protect my staff? And number two, how can I convince this person to move on? Well, let me start with the second one. And I have two words for that. Good luck. Unless this person has a major life event like marriage, divorce, death in the family, or maybe they just find a better paying job, this person is probably not going anywhere. And you say that you think this person is a narcissist. If that's true, then they want this phrase. I hate this phrase, but this is what all the psychologists use. It's called narcissistic supply. They're not going to give that up. And without really knowing everything that's going on, this person probably loves the chaos that they cause. If it's a narcissist, then yeah, they definitely do. Let me backtrack to the first question. And that is, how do I protect my staff? Now, before you move on with protecting your staff, the question I have for you is how can you protect yourself? Because I've seen this on the job where a person is trying to take corrective action against someone who's pretty much being exactly what you described. But instead, the troublesome individual actually ended up filing a lawsuit. And there was this whole legal issue. So what you want to do is get ahead of the situation. Here's what I mean by that. When I deal with students, I'm constantly thinking of how to stay ahead of potential problems. There was one year that there was a very serious incident. I was thinking this could be a potential Title IX violation. And Title IX, if anybody understands that, this is a federal law that is taken very seriously. And it protects students and even faculty against sexual discrimination. So I I already know the law on, on that one. But I was thinking, does that apply to this person? I'm not sure it does. So immediately I got on... I got on my email and I sent out a letter to the department saying that this could be a potential title nine issue. I'm not sure how to handle it. Can you give me some pointers? 
So lo and behold, fast forward about two years later, this student actually files a complaint. And then they, and then I'm one of the person they named, but I forward that email. I said, remember this email I sent to you all two years ago when I said that there's an issue and I need some pointers. Well, this is showing that I am not discriminating against this person that I did make a good faith effort to try to figure out how to resolve the situation. And guess what? I was absolved of everything, right? So the question for you, how do you get ahead of this? What happens if you try to intervene and this individual wants to sue you, or maybe some of the other employees want to sue you because they think you didn't do your job. The first thing I would do, make sure the law's on your side, know what the laws are here. Now you said yourself that this person is doing all these things, but they're stopping just short of doing something that can get them fired. Make sure you know what the rules are here. Okay. Like when I said I was dealing with the student, I made sure the law was on my side on this one. Number two, document everything. If there are incidents, just say, okay, on this day, this person came to me with this. Now, before I go on, just let me say this probably will take time. You know, I would like to tell you something that can happen immediately unless you can actually fire this person, which Based on what you said, they haven't really done anything worth firing besides just being a jerk. And unless this person spoke in customer service, is that really grounds for dismissing them? And again, could that be a potential legal hassle for you? Okay, so you document everything. Document your wish to resolve any potential issues. Like I said, I sent a letter to my department. I said, this is an issue and then blah, blah, blah. In your situation, can you resolve this by, by emailing your employees? Now it's one thing to want to protect them, but at some point they have to take responsibility for themselves. And I know in our society that our word is not something we like to use, but again, you need to put this in writing, say something to the effect of maybe, okay, we're at the end of the year. And as we're going into the new year, I want to foster an environment of open communication and trust, you know, how, you know, however you want to word it. And I would like to know some of the issues you all are having. Email me directly and tell me some of the things I can do to make things better. See, now what you've done is you're not pointing fingers, but you're putting some of that responsibility on them because they are responsible, right? As, as a supervisor, of course, you have some responsibility, but as employees, they have a responsibility too. It's like, I've said over and over in my podcast, I didn't handle the situation very well and I ended up making things worse. Yes, I think the supervisor could have done more, but at the same time, I also had a responsibility to handle things. And that responsibility is to learn how to deal with the situation as my motto is in a healthy way and, and being productive about it. So again, let them know your desire to want to, ha to have, you know, a better working environment. Again, you don't have to be that direct. Ask them to send you, give you some feedback and even say, Hey, I would like to have an appointment, make an appointment. And then if you like an appointment, come see me. Now, how effective is that going to be? <laughs> if it's my experience, you might have some people that come forward, but chances are most people won't, but at least then you have shown that you made an effort to try to deal with the situation. And if your situation calls for it, maybe courtesy copy your supervisors. Again, I don't know your, your command structure here, but what I would do if I'm emailing students or if I'm emailing someone, generally speaking, I might, I say might put the office manager on that email, or I even might put the chair on that email. I've done that before 
where I had students and I said, look, for the, and, and this was pretty recent it's at the time of this podcast. I say in the month of October, if you all have senior research projects, you need to get this done in October because starting November, which at the time of me recording, this is November the 1st. Starting in November, I'm not doing any more projects. I'm working on my own project. And I made sure to courtesy copy their professors to let them know that I did, <laughs> I did warn them. I said, don't come to me on November the 2nd or the 3rd or the 4th and tell me I need a project done. I said, nope, I'm not doing it. And see, this is something I had to learn how to do. Stay ahead of the situation. All right. Now let's, let's backtrack to that other question. How do I convince the person to move on? Now I've already addressed that, that generally speaking, they're probably going to stay there. They don't see your reason to leave because they're getting everything they need. And what you have to do is kind of decrease that supply. If you try to go to this person and, and convince them to move on, Again, they could probably accuse you of harassment. They can accuse you of discrimination, whether it's not true or not. You can, you can be the most polite person in the world and they'll still find a way to throw you under the bus. And that's the, and that's the issue with these people. They throw you under the bus. They make, they can twist the situation to make it look like that. That whole thing was your fault that somehow you walked up under the bus and said, run over me, please. And then they'll make you look foolish for doing so. Ask me how I know. I, like I said, these people are masters at doing that. If you get some feedback from your staff, then what's the next step? And I say that again, that depends on your organization. Can you set up a workshop? And uh, here's the thing, whatever you do, make sure you involve that person, whoever this is. Like I said, you don't want to be accused of discrimination or harassment, but I tend to be more practical. I have been in organizations where we had these conflict resolution workshops and they were so superficial. They never addressed the problem. There was one place I was at and it was the same two ladies every year. And they was like, hello, everyone's like, yeah, I remember you. And nothing happened because it was really the supervisor trying to cover himself. And you know what? I get it. He's basically doing what I'm telling you to do, cover themselves. Because if something happens, he'll say, well, I did have this conflict resolution workshop. But it, again, it was superficial though. We were at the end of the semester and we're about to submit our grades. And the chair said, I want us to have a conflict resolution workshop. Now this was on a Thursday and our grades were due Friday at nine o'clock in the morning. And we're like, are you serious? We're trying to get, we're trying to get our grades in on time. And you want, you don't want to rush through this process. There was that one time I accidentally gave a student a D when she had an A and you don't, you won't believe the number of hoops I had to jump through to get that grade changed. And so this is not something you rush. And now you want us to take an entire day to do this conflict resolution thing when we have this looming deadline and you can't just wait till like Monday, you know, best case scenario. And not only was it, I, I thought it was a pointless exercise. There were, there was a person who was clearly involved, right? The rest of us had nothing to do with what was going on. It was two people. We all knew, well, I'm not going to say all of us, but I'm sure most of us knew who it was. But that said, I, I'll say again, I understood why he did it. He covered himself because now you can't say that he didn't try to resolve it. Even though I think it was a lackluster approach. Should you decide to have some kind of workshop, I would suggest that you take the feedback that your staff gives you and then work off of that and say, okay, here's some things that are going on. You can, you can be vague because we don't want to point anybody out and be practical. 
you know, on this podcast, I like to give practical tips, like even what I'm doing right now. It's not some airy fairy. Oh, let's all hold hands and count, hold and then breathe deeply and count the ten. No, let's let's do some things that can actually change lives. Now, the issue is it doesn't happen overnight. Obviously, it takes time. It's not. It's one thing to know something. It's another thing to actually do it. Two of the most practical things I can ever teach anybody is about number one, detaching. There's an exercise I do with my students. I I didn't do it this year, but I would have, I would say, hello class. My name is Dr. Williams. I want you to, now I want you to point at me. Everybody point at me and I want you to start laughing. All right, laugh. And then they all look at me like, what? What was she she wanting us? And then they're like, and then some other people join in and then they think it's funny. Then they start laughing for real. I was like, okay, thank you everyone. You just laughed at me. Now, there's the window. Look outside. Has the sun stopped shining? Did the, has the earth stopped spinning? Because if it did, we'd all be, we'd all careen like 800 miles an hour. So no, none of that's happened. When you really think about it, when someone says something to you or someone says something about you in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really harm you. Now, I don't want to minimize this because I actually had someone accuse me of telling a student not to wear a mask. I was like, that is not true. I would not say that. And I took that seriously because that's the type of thing that ruins people's careers. That's the type of thing that gets you written up that can get you in trouble. So I had to nip that one on the bud. But generally speaking, when you teach people that, hey, Dr. Williams has a big nose. Okay, I don't care. I don't like Dr. Williams hair. Okay, fine, whatever. You teach people how to put things in perspective. That's one thing you can have a workshop on, putting things in perspective, letting people know that in the grand scheme of things, if someone says they don't like you or they say something about you physically, what does it matter? Now, if it's something that could potentially harm their reputation, that's another thing. And you say, well, how do I deal with that? Well, I'll tell you, go to the source, ask them who said that. The person who accused me of saying that I told the student not to wear a mask, it wasn't even a student. It was someone else who said that I said that. So basically it wasn't even, it, it was like secondhand information that a student told this person that, and this person went and told somebody else that and I'm like, so you don't even know it's true. And I even asked, so tell me who said this? Well, no, I can't tell you that. I said, why not? Because that's the way for me to resolve this. I need to know who said that so I can go to that person. Otherwise, how can we resolve this? And see, I'm, I'm pretty straightforward about things like that. You know, I don't like the, he said, she said thing again can tear people's careers up. We've seen that in Hollywood. We've seen that with public figures and sure it happens everywhere. So let me recap what I said. Protect yourself, know the law, document everything. And also don't let on that you know what's going on. Just play neutral. Does this person know that you know that? Because you said this person will deny it. Just pretend like for the time being, nothing's happening because you want to be, you want to play the neutral observer. All right. Because if they believe that you suspect them or like, Hey, I think you're a narcissist, they're probably going to clam up and they'll play nice just long enough to throw you off kilter. And then they'll strike again. That's what they do. Don't let on that, you know, document everything and then put in an email, put something in writing your wish to create, you know, a type of work environment, open work environment, again, word it however you want, and then ask for feedback, get them involved. Some people might do it, some won't, but if they won't, at least you can say you did what you were supposed to do, should any issues come up down the road. And then let's say something does happen and someone does accuse you. You know, the one thing you don't do is defend yourself. 
Isn't that, it's, it's funny how that works because the more you try to defend yourself, the more guilty you look in their eyes. So just say, Hey, here's an email I sent out just saying that I just want to know what's going on with everyone. And I tried to reach out to you. All right. Focus on things that are practical. Like, like what I said, try not to take thing, blowing things out of proportion, but also that detachment. Now it's something that has to be learned. It's, it's a skill you have to learn, but you learn that in the grand scheme of things, what does it really matter? And if it's something that can ruin reputations, make sure you ask them, can, can you direct me to the source of the issue? Okay. And when you start saying that, you'd be surprised how things start to go away. I'm not saying it will. When you start saying, Hey, I need to get to the bottom of this. Who said this? You say, Oh, you heard this. Who did you hear it from? Who did that person hear it from? And then you keep going. And here's one last thing that I didn't mention before. Let people know that you believe in them. That sounds a bit schmaltzy, but you'd be surprised how one word or one kind word can change everything. And you don't have to lie. Oh my gosh, you're the best employee ever. But just saying, I'm glad that you all are here. I'm glad you're doing your job. Find something that you can compliment. Just like when the chair confronted me about that person who said that I, I said something to this student, he actually looked at my resume and he said something positive before he went into that whole thing. So basically it's the sandwich technique. You say something positive, then you got the negative and then you close it out with the positive. Okay. So it's, <laughs> he's had some training uh, clearly, but you do that. And it's not about ego. It's not about thinking that it's all airy fairy. No, this is something that's very powerful. Let them know you're on their side again and tell the person that you, that you believe is a narcissist, even tell that person that. I think I'm on your side because you're, you're, again, you're, you're painting with a broad brush. You're saying the same thing to everybody. I'm on your side. If you need to tell me something, tell me. All right. And then from that point, you can move forward. Otherwise, if you try to move now, it's a shot in the dark because you're, you're getting this information, you're getting that information, but you need to get it directly from people. Let them tell you what is going on. If they are willing to do so, they have a part to play in this. All right. So until next time, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care.